All right, Ruth Ann, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. We are quite welcome. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, Ruth Ann's been stressed out all day. It is uh, Thursday, and we've got a million things on our mind. And Ruth Ann's stressed out, but all you drivers out there, we know you guys are probably more stressed out. I've seen uh, the ice storm, Ruth Ann. Dallas has been under ice all the way over to Me- uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and truckers are wrecking. There's a picture going around on Facebook right now. It's insane. It was on Talk CDL, and it's reached over 2 million people, and a Peterbilt, the entire cab was knocked off. I seen that. I was trying to see if it was Photoshopped, because <laughs> it just was like crazy. It, yeah, it wasn't Photoshopped. It is the real deal, and it's crazy. So uh, the trucker's stress right now is probably... Um, hi. Do you see Wyoming keeps shutting down the, the interstate too also because of the pileups that keep happening up on there? Um, well, I know Pennsylvania, everybody's shutting down. Uh, a lot of drivers are telling me that this is the, the worst ice, you know, the worst winter they've seen in a long time for ice and everything. Well, they just said that um, the deadly pileups just are, are happening continually over there in Wyoming. Yeah, it's it's bad, and and when the ice gets down as far as Texas, you know it's bad. I was talking to uh, one of the carriers over there in Dallas, and they said that um, it's supposed to thaw out a little bit today, and then tomorrow it's going to be back down under freezing, which, to be honest with you, sucks. Um, so uh, let's let's get on with the show here. Let's Gotta get on to something that doesn't suck. Um. Okay. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right. So, a couple things, um, but boom, I wanted to mention, oh, you know, actually, I, I want to mention something first. <laughs> he, he don't have attention deficit at all. I, I don't really go by, like, any <laughs> order of anything, okay? Just being honest. Okay, so. Squirrel. Does a squirrel. All right, no. <laughs> I, I am the guy that, that I'll be talking and a little fuzzball will roll by and I'm like, hey, check that out. All right, so anyways, back to the show. Trucking. Um, so we posted, I posted a, a post this week. And I, I just want to talk about this for a second. I don't talk about the Facebook page that much, you know, Talk CDL's Facebook page, because that thing is gigantic. It's huge. Um, you know, f- like 400,000 truckers on there. It's crazy. And um, so I thought, all right, I'm going to play around a little bit. And I I got a, a picture of a, a truck stop bathroom with a shower and a toilet and stuff on oh, it. Oh, use both sides. Well, that's what I was going to say. So I posted, I posted the, I want to explain it so people that don't, that didn't see it understand. Um, so on, on the picture, we implanted a little sign on the wall that said, attention truckers, um, to save on toilet paper, please use both sides. I mean, honestly, would, would you take that serious? Well, I know you, so. No, I said, would you take it serious? Um, like, if you've seen the picture, I, yeah. would you would you take it serious? No. Or would you think it's a joke? I think it was a joke. Oh, cool. I mean, it's pretty much, I mean, what truck stop would actually tell you to, to you know, use a swipe and then flip it over? <laughs> Anyways, so um, we got a couple people on there that got all serious, right? And and they're going, that is Photoshopped. I know it. That's that's Photoshopped. That, I'm, I'm leaving this page. That's it. They're putting fake stuff up. <laughs> One or two people wrote that, right? So I put a little note on there. I said to everybody that's saying that it's photoshopped, I wrote, duh. 
I mean, honestly, that's, I mean, how could you not realize that it was a joke? Which, you know, some people get all serious. And then we had um, people that got a little crazy thinking that the truck stop was serious. And then, so they started really yelling, you know, this is BS. How could a truck stop ask ask you to do all that? You know, you know what? I'm just going to bring my own toilet paper and blah, 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 blah. I mean, this is legit. Some people, so, you know, I would like to say to those people, um, duh, also. Are you with me? I'm with you. I'm just flabbergasted. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was... You know, just I wanted to just talk about it for thirty seconds for for those that really are probably you know calling their their wife at home or whatever or or maybe the wife seen it while she was sitting on Facebook saying, "Honey, you ain't gonna believe this. Make sure you start taking your own toilet paper into the own truck stop uh, into the truck stops because they're now asking you to use both sides, and that's just nasty. It is nasty, but I I think. My mind's going like five thousand places. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I guess I guess when I'm thinking of it, I, I'm thinking of the people that all the of all this stuff that you want to get hyper over and think that they're being right on. This is plain. You, you could tell it's a joke. Yeah, and and you know I'm glad you said that, Rethan. So, but anyways, guys, it's a joke. We're moving on. Um, couple things. Then I wanted to talk about today. How about we mention our sponsors real quick, just for a second. Um, National Carriers out of Irving, Texas. Call them at 888-311-7076. If you're looking for a regional job, an over-the-road job, a trainer's job, or a team job, or a solo job, or a lease purchase job. <laughs> National, a job. Exactly. Well, Nashville's got it all, and they got them big blue KWs, and it's 888-311-7076. And if you guys don't want to be up in the north right now, they got southeast and southwest regional runs. Um, also, moving on to the next sponsor, Carter Lumber, Ruthann, www.carterlumber.com forward slash TalkCDL. They have 160 plus locations east of the Mississippi, and they have local class A, home every day, for drivers that are experienced, drivers that are students, just got out of school, and they also will take a driver that does not have a Class A CDL or a Class B CDL and put them in a non-class uh, uh, vehicle to work as a driver. Also, they'll take Class B drivers. So check them out at carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and fill out the little form. And last but not least, DriveWise. DriveWise will... Get you bypassing the scales today. They're app-based. You can't ask for a more simple one. And if you already have a um, a transponder and you're using the competition, call DriveWise, and I will guarantee you, especially if you have a lot of trucks, and even if you have one truck, tell them what you're paying. I almost can guarantee you DriveWise is going to make a deal with you, and you will be able to save money and bypass the scales probably in a matter of minutes. Uh, check them out at DriveWise. That's D-R-I-V-E. W-Y-Z-E dot com. Ruth Ann, here we go. Onward with the show. Onward. Are you, are you with me today? I am. Because, I mean, be honest, you were a little stressed out a little while ago. Oh, yeah, no, I'm... You, I'm... you get stressed out when we got a million things to do. I get mm-hmm. stressed out when we got a million things to do. And then next thing you know, you're like, I'm looking over and you're like off in La La Land. So are you here? Mm-hmm. Are you here? Mm-hmm. Yay. 
So what do you want to talk about today? Got a couple things. Okay. Let me hear them. Well, how about, how about this? Um, actually, one of the main things I did want to talk to, to all the drivers about today is this. A lot of drivers are looking for new jobs right now because what's happening is the companies that are on spot market, which is the broker side, if they're relying on broker loads right now, chances are you're sitting a lot. I mean, it's the truth, Ruthann. Freight, freight volume is down. is no secret. And, you know, um, there's a lot of companies out there lying to you and telling you that you're going to get a million miles. And I personally know a bunch of these companies, Ruthann, that are on the spot market. I know them personally. And they're all the same. In fact, I know companies right now that have 50 to 100 trucks. They are literally not hiring. Okay, and then there's companies that are panicking because they're losing drivers. And here's what's going on. A lot of these companies that were paying about a year ago, they were paying 70, 80. I even heard of 85 cents a mile for solos and teams. A lot of them have dropped their rates down to paying drivers seven or 60 to 65 cents. Have you heard that? I, I heard that some of the companies were dropping their, their, their rate again, like their pay rate. I did hear something to that effect, similar to what you're saying there. So it might've been, oops, it might've been exactly what you're saying. I just didn't have all the, all the pieces together. Right. There, there are a few left that are still paying maybe 70 cents, but the drivers that go to a company right now that's getting 70 to 75 cents, those drivers are legitimately not running. Their, their, their miles are down. I was talking to a guy in Houston yesterday, and he said he went to this company up in uh, Chicago, and they told him 75 cents and a Kenworth T680. That's, that was what they told me he was getting. In fact, they told him, because he wanted a stick shift, they told him a 13-speed T680 he was getting and 75 cents. When he got there... They told him it's 70 cents and they put him in a Freightliner instead. So they're baiting people in. That was number one. And it, this guy said he's already quitting. Their, he's already taken the truck back to them just because he, he said, look, I've been here two weeks, two weeks. And he said, once you start lying to me like this, it ain't going to stop. So he's not even going to give him a chance to, you know, give him a Kenworth now because they, you know, he was told he would have a Kenworth when he got there and it was five cents a mile less. Another guy I was talking to. He um, had been with the company 90 days, and I guess he said they, they told him in the beginning that he signed a piece of paper stating that if he doesn't maintain, how can you as a company expect somebody to maintain a certain amount of miles for the last couple of years? And again, I'm not here to pick on any certain politicians, okay? I'm just saying to see the bad times and the first to see the good. Mm -hmm. And so right now, it's definitely bad times when it comes to freight. In fact, there are some companies that, that are with, that have their own freight or they have cuss guys listening to us right now are shaking their head. Yes, correct. I'm starving. I'm hearing it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, paycheck, maybe $700. So... You know, where do we go from here? I would say if you're looking, a lot of them don't, you know, a lot of them are like, well, my company's still giving me 70 cents, 75 cents. Okay, yes, I'm sure some of you guys are getting that, but let me tell you what's going on. If you're with a company that has 50, 100, 200 trucks, here's what's happening. The guys they're hiring now, okay, that are coming into your orientation this coming week, 
they are not getting the 70 to 80 cents. No. Now, now, now think about this just for a second. Now, I want to I show you how this works. Let's say you're still at 70 to 80 cents a mile, and you, you know, pitched the fit and told them if they, if they drop your rate, you're going to quit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest with you, you know, I probably would do the same thing if I was a driver with him. I think you would. Okay. And I, I'm a bitcher. I ain't going to deny it. But, but here's the thing, and, and we shouldn't be bitchers. But here's the thing. Your company probably told you, or you probably told your company, if if you drop my, my, my pay volume, my pay rate, I'm going to just go somewhere else. Okay. So the drivers that they're hiring in now, okay, because there's drivers quitting your company because they're not getting runs. So to replace those drivers, they're bringing guys in that are at least 10 cents a mile less than you. See, they don't have to tell the new guys that they're going to get 70 cents a mile because what's happening all over the country is the companies that were at the higher rate, as they lose drivers, they're being replaced by cheaper drivers. Now, watch this example. Are you watching? Okay. Where am I watching? Just, we'll listen to this example. Okay. Now you're still at, say, let's say you're a driver, you're at 70 cents a mile, or let's say you're at 75 cents a mile, right? Okay. And let's say you're sitting in, I don't know. For the heck of it. Let's say you're sitting in Houston waiting for a load. And let's say that one of the new guys also delivered in Houston, and he's sitting there waiting for a load, but he's at, say, 60 cents a mile. Okay. Okay. Now, let's say dispatch finds two loads. Okay? Okay. One load is going 1,000 miles. The other load is going 500 miles. Now, listen to this. Let's say, or actually, my question would be, what do you think... What do you think, what load do you think dispatch is going to give you with the 70 cents? And some drivers might think, well, that's because I'm a better driver. I'm going to get it there. They know it. They're going to give me the the thousand mile run. Eh, wrong. You know that right then. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that it's not like the 500 miles isn't like a sliding scale. Like, no, no. Okay. There's so, no, uh, just let me just finish this part. Hold your thought for one second. It's really hard to hold the thoughts. Oh, do you want to, do you want to say something? No, go- no. Go you can if you want. I'm just, I'm just. You got it? You're going to hold it? We're in Ruthann's mind right now. It's already gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it goes. It's the fuzz. <laughs> it's the fuzz you're going to chase later. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, Ruthann. Dear. Okay. But anyways, um, so now think about this. The guy with the 70 cents, here's what they're going to do. I promise you this. They're going to give you the 500 mile load. Mm-hmm. 70 cents times 500 is $350. It costs them to deliver that freight. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the driver. If they gave you, if they gave you the thousand mile load, it would be $700 mm-hmm. to deliver that load. So they're going to now give the, the thousand mile load to the 60 cent guy. Mm-hmm. That's $600. Say they have to pay for these two loads in driver fees. It's going to be 600 bucks to get the thousand mile load delivered. And it's going to be um, $350 to get that load delivered, the 500 mile load. So 600 and 350 is how much? $950 total it costs to deliver those two loads. Now reverse it just for a second in case you're thinking they would give you that load. If you're the seven if you're the thousand mile guy at 70 cents, that would be seven hundred dollars. And the the sixty cent a mile times um, the uh, five hundred miles would be uh, three hundred dollars. So guess what? That's a $50 savings 
And I know you're thinking, well, that's not a whole lot. But no, if, it is if you, when you look at it, it going against maybe 20 other drivers. Exactly. Or, if you did it, tw- if you did it 20 times a day, mm-hmm. okay. And it's not just that. I mean, there's plenty of times where, you know, the savings is a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, they're definitely not going to feed feed you. They know to do this. In fact, a lot of their computers are set. There, a lot of their computer systems are set up to tell the dispatcher, give this guy the the load because it's going to cost us less in driver pay. Mm-hmm. So now you end up with the 500-mile load. The the cheaper guy gets the 1,000-mile load. If he does it, if you have a company that has 100 trucks or 200 trucks, in a day's time, they may save 1000 bucks. They may save $10,000 $10, a week just shifting loads around there to the longer the longer loads going to the the drivers they're paying less money and if you think I'm BSing you do the math on 100 trucks or 200 trucks or 1000 trucks that's how it works drivers if you're at a company right now where you think you're big daddy cuz you're getting more than everybody else i promise you those guys that are getting less they get offered way more way more freight than you and that's the way it's going to work in a dead freight era mm-hmm. trust yeah, that's, me that's i that's why i was kind of being a little Goofy saying, "Is it on a sliding pay scale?" <laughs> exactly. No, it's not on. Because they're not yeah. gonna. They're not gonna do that. The only thing I honestly I can say that that I don't agree upon that we was mentioned was the fact that the the drivers that have that had the higher rate, you know, two years ago, how they are bumping them down, and the companies that they were. Well, I don't with. agree on it either. They yeah. shouldn't do it, but but they they can't survive without dropping them down. I know. I just. I just. It I sucks. just don't like that. Yeah, I think it does suck. Yeah, it sucks to see these guys losing. But here's here's what it comes down to: when when you're down to a dollar something a mile on the market right now, dollar mm-hmm. fifty, dollar ninety, even two bucks a mile, a trucking company could barely operate with the cost of fuel, insurances, and everything mm-hmm. until they pay the driver. They're really not making a whole lot of money. So trucking companies are trying to find ways of cutting costs, and driver wages is the first thing they're doing. It's and and. I understand um, a lot of you guys are saying, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. Well, most places you go to right now, they're all the same. They're going to be lower. They're not going to offer you the money you're making mm-hmm. at your company. It's just the, it's just math. And, and like I said, if a company juggles you guys around with your different rates in just one day, they save a lot of money during mm-hmm. the day. And over a month, they save a lot of money doing doing that shift and give the longer run to the to the lesser paid guy. I promise you that's going on just about everywhere. And uh, your best bet right now, truthfully, and you guys might not want to hear this, and Ruth Ann, I know you don't want to hear this because you said you don't want to see these drivers losing their wages like the, what they were making a year or two ago. They're mm-hmm. losing, and I get it. I'm with you. I don't want to see any driver's pay go down. But the best thing a driver could do right now is find a company that has freight. Maybe you take maybe you take a little bit less on the mileage rate, but you find a company that has contracts, and, and there's an old saying, miles mean money. And I know some guys go, well, I want to work smarter, not harder. Well, th- right now... Finding a giant rate and making that same kind of money isn't happening. I'm not saying one or two of you ain't making that. I'm telling you, 99% of you guys are not making it, and it's tough to find something. Go ahead, babe. It went all away. I mean, I honestly had like three different things I was going to say, and I was being nice, not cutting you off. You should cut me off. I'm going to have to because my mind does not want to keep it. It just wants to go, it went. It's, I'm, I'm, 
I we're just talking about driver wages going down. You, no, I know. We back. were talking about that. Come on back. <laughs> it, just, it doesn't want to stick with me today. I think because I've got my mind on so many different comments I want to make on how it sucks. And then you made a comment about how to go with a company that does have its own freight. And then my head went, oh, now I caught it. It said, I, I was thinking to myself, and then the drivers want to go home every weekend. So what happens is the drivers that want to go home often and to, to get home every weekend and the, the freight being as low as it is, they're really not making anything. They're going to have to start letting up on the home every weekend just to try and go to a company that does stay out maybe two, three weeks at a shot, that, but they have the freight, but you have to stay out a little longer. You're going to have to compensate, okay, right now are everybody's freight's low, so I'm going to have to go to the, you know, take these runs that are... Some weekend runs. Yeah, just to try and compensate, because if not, you're not going to be making any money whatsoever. And yes, coming from the at-home part of it, the wife does want to see you. The kids do want to see you, but they also want to eat. They want new shoes. They want, you know, summer's going to come on. They're going to all want to do a vacation of some something, you know. Things are going to have to still keep going, and you're going to have to say, that's right. You have to make that choice, unfortunately, you know, but the, uh, nothing irritates me more than a man that has to say, I got to go home to be with my wife. Yes, I agree that I'm a wife. I know that, but I also know bills got to be paid. And if I can't, you know, I never had a problem with you staying out when you would call me and I had plans. Yeah. If it was tight with money, yeah. what you're saying is you don't like when a man says, I'm going home to my wife no matter what, even if I'm behind on my bills. Exactly. That's what you're That's saying. That's what I okay. mean. A man, a wife will respect you more if you pay the bills. That's what she's expecting of you. If not, then she's going to have to get a job because you're going to have to, you, you, you can't have it all. And, and, and listen, I tell you what Ruthann just said, drivers that, and, and you bring up an excellent point on how a driver can really boost his income right now in tough times. We are, what Ruthann was really saying is, drivers, you're in survival mode right now. Okay, when times are good, you can pick where you want to go. You can pick when you want to be home, and you can make super money. You know, we, you know, when freight is high, and companies are like screaming for drivers. Okay, then guess what? It, it's a lot easier on a driver. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's not that way. And so, trucking companies, they don't want. In tough times, they don't want their truck sitting eight days a month when the truck could actually be bringing in money. And so, like Ruthann said, maybe at least for the time being, mm -hmm. if you can take weekend runs, take them. Yeah. You know, um, my advice is find a company that's not running spot market freight. And there's a million. That's, what, I'm, that's it, what I was saying, too. Right. And, and like I said, and I'll say it again, you may take a dollar, you may take a few pennies less. You may even take 10, 15 cents a mile less. But at the end of the week... You're running. You're still making that money. Right. At the end of the week, if, you're, if your paycheck is paying the bills... I, I, I talked to a driver the other day. He said he left his job because he ain't making the money. I said, well, when did you leave your job, brother? He said, uh, November. Right? I'm like, I'm like, dude, any paycheck is better than none. Mm -hmm. You're sitting at home, and he's now broke. They're behind on their rent, mm -hmm. and he's like, I got to get out there, man. I'm really dying here, and I'm thinking, but he's holding out for these great paying jobs. I said, dude, 
Take a freaking job until they're right until now. they're back. Yeah. You're in survival mode, man. What are you doing? And, and, and the thing is, it's not just the drivers. The whole country's in survival mode. The That's, whole country. Exactly. So your freight, you know, all the Gucci Gucci toys and, and all the fun stuff that people are not buying right now. Gucci? That's expensive. You know, I said Gucci Gucci. Oh, Gucci Gucci. Yeah. The Gucci Gucci, you know, not the, not the Gucci. No. Right. So those things... You know, when we walk into, I'm going to just say we walk into Target or Walmart or whatever as mom and the little kids and they're, they're all like, I want this, I want And mom's going, no, we can't get that stuff right now. So in return, you're not shipping that stuff right now. So all those fun things are not going because of the fact that right now everything's tight all around. So as a driver, when you find a company that has their own freight or is, you know, has awesome contracts to where you know they're not going to lose that contract, that that contract either was just re-signed or whatever the case might be, but you know you're not going to be stopped. Take those weekend runs. Start banking a little bit of money because what's going to happen is it's not, it's if something happens and and you want to go home and spend some time at home, you're not at least going to be like, hey, you know, we can't do a thing. No, we're not going to get McDonald's because McDonald's costs $45 now for four people to go and eat, you know, that kind of stuff. You don't want to, you don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, look again, you know, I just wanted to bring that up because I know there's some stubborn drivers thinking that they're going to find the, the great paying job right now. And again, I'll say this, um, you know, right now, 60 cents a mile, 55 cents a mile, whatever you're getting, if you're getting miles, okay, and consistency, that is, you know, you know, making, say, 1500 a week minus taxes, I'm just throwing a number out there, right, consistently every week versus looking for that job that, where you're going to bring 2000 bucks a week home and, and starving trying to find that in the long run. Well, remember when the, the tortoise and the hare raced mm-hmm. the tortoise won cause he was consistent pacing, just doing his thing. The hare lost because the hare was just trying to make it all in one shot. So it's the same with trucking guys. Um, be careful, find the job that has freight. And I would say, get away from them spot market jobs right now. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Hey, you know, what's funny. I seen this thing on this article actually on CDL life. And it's, it's, it's quite hilarious. It's, I, I wrote the, some of the questions down. It says FMCSA is asking the public for comment on how to regulate self-driving trucks for autonomous, the autonomous trucks. Read that again to me, please. The FMCSA is asking the public for comment on how to regulate self-driving trucks. And so they ask the questions and they're expecting... The, the, the general public to, you know, you know, put their answers in what they think is, is a great, a, a great answer. And, um, it said, um, on January 31st, the FMCSA issued a supplement, a supplemental advance notice of proposed rulemaking requesting input on how to establish regulatory framework for the ADS equipped CMV operations. And it's basically, you remember there's level one through five, the level four and five are the real expensive ones where they don't even need a driver, right? So they're asking the public, um, 
what their opinions are on these questions. And they're going to be, they're, they're concentrating on these three things, whether motor carriers should be required to notify the FFCSA that there are, that they are operating without a human driver in the truck. Okay. They're also concentrating on how to regulate remote truck drivers. A remote truck driver is basically somebody sitting at home on their computer playing war games on the internet and, and monitoring the truck. Okay, and then how to handle pre-trip and roadside inspection requirements for autonomous vehicles. Because obviously there's no driver, so how are they going to handle these roadside inspections? So here's the questions they ask. I wrote them down. I just wrote a few down so that we can just, you know, have a little fun with it. Okay? If I can get it. All right, here's, here's the first question that it's asking the public for an opinion. Should FMCSA require motor carriers, trucking companies basically, all right, of level four and level five autonomous equipped CMVs to notify the FMCSA before operating those vehicles in interstate commerce without a human being driving behind the wheel? If so, what potential methods or procedures should be established to notify the FMCSA of the those operations? So... Here's the basic question. If you're a trucking company and you buy a autonomous truck that doesn't require a human in it, there's, they're asking, should that trucking company have to notify the FMCSA that, hey, we've got a driverless truck and it's going to be operating on the interstates? What would your answer be? Yes. Mine would be duh. I, I, I also think, I'm going to go another step further. See, when you, I know... That I've heard when you when you purchase certain vehicles, those vehicles, like if you go and get a brand new car, what's the first thing they do? They notify. First, you have to show insurance and so forth. But it's notified that you have this other vehicle. If you don't inform your insurance company, the um, DMV or someone get they they notify the insurance. So somehow. It's 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 out there to other people that that you've got this vehicle. So I think when you sell a vehicle, say Choice Trucking just bought a a level four from me, I think it's my responsibility then to inform the FMCSA that Choice Trucking DOT number blah 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 has just purchased this vehicle, just in case Choice Trucking wants to be a little shady. And not really notify many people that he's driving that tractor. And I, or I, not driving that tractor, I should say. I like what you just said. That It's almost like how the clearinghouse works now. At one time, if you fail the drug screen at Uncle Joe's trucking company, right? Uncle Joe can hide it, right? He mm -hmm. could. He mm -hmm. could literally hide that and not report it. Right. right. Um, the, the, the companies relied on Uncle Joe to say, yeah, he failed the drug screen with me. And sometimes Uncle Joe didn't do that. Now, now the DOT doctors that are administering the drug screen, if you fail it, they are required by law or they'll lose their, their practice mm -hmm. if they if they're um, illegally not notifying. So you're right. It would be better if the dealerships themselves set, were, were, were made to. Um, send in a form st stating, you know, Troy's Trucking or whoever just purchased this autonomous vehicle is going to be operating it. And I like that. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because when I read that first question, I thought to myself, what about these fly-by-night 
one truck chuck companies or these companies that have five and 10 trucks that I'm going to tell you something because I, I talk to a million companies every week. And uh, one of the biggest issues trucking companies have with small companies, like, for example, when they go to get a driver, a reference from a company, they'll uh, like say a bigger company will call a smaller company like somebody has 10 trucks and they'll call that company and they'll say, we need a reference. They'll never call them back. They won't answer their phone. They'll never send the reference back because they're trying to hold the driver hostage so he doesn't quit the job or they'll just take it personal and they don't want to even give the driver a reference, even though the guy actually worked for you for a couple of years. That's somebody that's not working. Um, uh, um, compliant with DOT regs. So what's to say that small company would be compliant with an autonomous truck in their midst? No, I agree with you. My favorite, when I had to do verifications, when I would have a a driver I was trying to get verified, Right. um, there was a gentleman I remember, I don't remember the company, but I just remember it was a, a, a man that I had to speak to that owned it. And I asked for, I said, I need to get this verification. He goes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for two weeks, two weeks, he kept blowing me off. And by regulations, I only have to try and contact three times. So I would contact or try to contact three times. So this is before that regulation actually really came into a good factor. He sat there and I said, if you don't get this to me, you you only have 30 days. If you don't get it back to me you are going to be in trouble with the um, FMCSA. And he just laughed at me. They do. They, they laugh. And he's like, what are they really going to do to me? Like, they're going to chase me down? That's the attitude these little guys have. What? I'm just a little peon in their big world. What are they going to do? But I also have another idea with the with the autonomous truck for the person, the, the, the teenage kid out there driving, the Rebecca's going out there, in these autonomous vehicles, I think they should have the autonomous vehicle have like a, maybe not a placard, but a big sticker on the side of it to warn people that there is no human in that truck. I 100% agree with that. You know, I was thinking about, do you remember when we lived in, uh, Homosassa and, um, that guy came around and the, the police were going around knocking on doors and they were handing out a picture of a predator a child predator yep. that was moving into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, it sucks to be that child predator because no matter where he goes, most of the times police are going to knock on the surrounding doors and say, this is who's moving into your neighborhood. And we, you know, it, you have a right to know who is living near you. Okay. And so, and I thought that's a great thing. Well, I agree with you. The same thing with an autonomous truck, the public, the motoring public has a right to know that there's no human in that. I don't want to be in front of him when I come to a red light, just in case case uh, one of their wires crosses and they don't stop and run over me yeah i understand that sometimes a trucker you know runs over people and kills them but i think a trucker when he realizes he's he's in error he's trying to correct it where an autonomous vehicle once it goes haywire it's gonna plow i I believe there's going to, can you imagine what the amount of money they have to have on reserve for the lawsuits because we all know things are going to break and there's going to be crazy i believe some of the accidents are not going to be little i think you're going to see some crazy huge damage and death that they're going to cause because when when the computer chip fries okay and 
and all of a sudden they know there's recalls on this thing and the computer chip fries coming into, you know, like when you're coming into a town on like a, maybe not an interstate, but like a, a highway that's say 70, like for example, Dothan, Alabama, there's towns like that where it's a four lane highway and the truck's coming in and guess what? There's red light now, not like on an interstate, there's not a red light unless there's like a backup, then they have to stop. And, and that's another thing. Some of these autonomous trucks, when their wires f- f- fry on them, they're going to just, without even trying to correct it, and once they start rolling over people, they're not going to try to hit the brakes. They're just going to go through things. So I'm just saying that, yes, I agree. That big sticker on the side of the truck saying, no human on board, that is something that 100% these people should be taken into account of. Let's move on to the next question. We I got, had more scenarios in my head. Yeah, I know, but like we, we can play out a million scenarios, but I got a bunch of questions that they're asking the they're asking you the public what your thoughts are on. Here's the next one. It says, "What data what data should the FMCSA collect and man, and maintain regarding a level 4 or a level 5 autonomous equipped CMVs engaged in interstate transportation?" question mark. And then the, the follow-up question is, how would such information be used and how would it improve the FMCSA's ability to oversee the safe operation of a level four, level five? So, so it's just asked, what, what, what um, information should they be collecting? Okay. Uh, what data should the FMCSA collect? Okay. On these four and five trucks. I got a million pieces of data it should be collecting everything just like they would on a driver how much how about failure i would say all the failures it you know where is it failing where is it where is it not doing well where where is where are the very close calls happening at i mean there's a million things that they should be compiling data to either correct it or get rid of it yeah no it it needs to have all of it. They need to know when it slows down. How far be how far back from from coming to a stop is it starting to slow down? How many near misses? You know how hard is the braking system being engaged when it's coming? How's the equipment holding up? Right? How's the chip holding up? <laughs> I mean, I, I I think with with a lot of the electronics, though, the unfortunate thing is. It could be holding up 100%, and then all of a sudden it just fries. So, I mean, yeah, you, could, you could start carrying data on that particular chip number, the ID number on how many failures it keeps having or something to that effect. But We have pictures and videos of truck tractor trailers that get hit by lightning. How is a power surge going to be? when they get whacked by a lightning bolt? Mm. That's a good question, right? Mm -hmm. You know, is that going to render it to where it just rolls until it hits something? I mean, who knows any of those? But there's a million things that is going, you know, there's going to be so many scenarios that happen. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy that's in front of that truck. I really don't. I don't want to be the, listen, we all know this. In the beginning stages of most things, there's a lot of correction to be made. I don't want to be the guy sitting in traffic in front of that vehicle or even riding beside it. You don't want to be one of those datas. Oh, yeah. I don't (laughs) want to be the data it's collecting. You're right. How about the next question? Uh, Okay. Here's what it says. The next question says, to what extent should the federal motor requirements otherwise applicable to the CMV drivers, such as hours of service, 
drug and alcohol testing, and physical qualifications also, listen to this, also apply to the remote assistant who is not expected to take control of the dynamic driving task of the ADS equipped CMV operating at level four. So what they just asked is the guy that's sitting at a remote, maybe at a trucking company, or he's sitting at his living room monitoring a tractor trailer going down the road. They're asking, should this guy be also um, required to have a physical? Um, should he also be required to observe you know, no more than the certain hours of service as a trucker does today. And should the remote guy also have to do drug and alcohol testing? <laughs> 100% to all of that. That's, I can't I mean, even it's, believe it's, it's a question. And here's another thing is, honestly, if you're going to have a remote driver, what you need to do is, uh, I'm sorry, how many times do you fall asleep watching TV, even if it's one of your favorite shows? Hello. So... If a driver is sitting in a, in, a, in a vehicle and all they're doing is watching the truck go down the road, they're going to get tired. They're going to get fatigued. They're going to they're gonna go to reach for their drink and, or go to grab that bag of M&Ms and it's going to roll or whatever the case might be. And they're going to look away. And they're going to look away when they're supposed to be remotely driving. I got something else that the remote driver. I don't. First off, I don't. I don't think there should be remote drivers. But I got something else. He should be. Um, I don't believe in autonomous. So here's here's something else a remote driver should have, is an inward facing camera. That's what I'm so saying. That, yeah. So that so that the company and everybody else that's monitoring, you know, like a, a, at a casino, there's somebody watching the players. The pit there's, there's somebody watching the pit boss. There's some the the managers watching him, and then somebody's watching the manager, the overseer. Everybody's watching, and then like they said on casino, and then there's the the big brother, the eye in the sky, the 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 all the cameras all over the place. Everybody's being watched, and I would tell you if there's a remote a remote operator some Somewhere else other than in that truck, he should definitely be being watched, okay? And here's what I picture. Think about this. Our two sons playing Call of Duty, mm-hmm. right? And then, oh, wait a second, guys, I'll be right back. I got to go check out this this Peterbilt that doesn't have a human in it. You know, but but I, oops, I almost forgot. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in a bunker here in Call of Duty. Wait, I got to switch screens. No, man, you can't leave right now. Exactly. Dude, no, don't do that. Exactly. You're going to kill us all, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I picture that I picture um, a bunch of kids that are on the computer playing war games, checking in on the tractor trailer every now and then. Well, what I was saying is when, you know, they're going to be distracted and stuff, they should have like a simulator where it's they're sitting in a truck seat. You know, they, ha- they it, it is set up as if they're in the cab of the truck, like a simulator and. Like you said, the inward-facing camera, it's sitting there. Yeah, absolutely. And they're being monitored to make sure that they're doing their job. Because if they're at home, do you know how many people, the employees that were sitting at home, that they realized that, no, this is really not working out for, for our company to have these people sitting at home doing nothing. They need to start coming into work. By the way, this is Talk CDL's bitch session. We're, we're bitching and moaning right now about this. But I mean, I'm, if I'm being honest, though, it, it, some of the questions actually irritate me that they would even have to ask the public, should they be doing this? I mean, it's kind of weird that they would ask that. Um, here's here's the next question. Um, did it, did it, did it, did it, okay. It says, what if any aspects of the remote assistant? Now, we're still talking about the remote control driver at home, right? Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. Is there any, uh, it, what if any 
aspects of the remote assistant job function may require an FMCSA oversight, including minimum standards or audit, auditing. Um, example, training, physical qualifications, and other job performance-related measures. Please provide rational and evidence for the recommended manner of oversight. I mean, come on, man. Should, should, should do the people physical, that- physical qualifications. What do you think the physical qualifications should be of the remote guy? Um, first of all, he should be able to stay awake and not have narcolepsy. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. How, how about his sugar? He's be. I don't want to say that they cannot be diabetic because I think they could still function being diabetic. But I think that if they're one that has to wear a, um, I mean, he should have the same physical qualities as yes, a truck driver. Yes, he should. That was I was trying to actually get to. Right. You know? the, I mean, it shouldn't be any different. But at the same time, I believe this guy should be well, probably at a higher standard of education. I think that I think that if you are a at home remote guy, um, I think that some of the physical, like if if they are, like I know. And training, it asks, what kind of training should he have? I think. Well, I was going to earlier say, well, don't the people that are flying the spaceship, you know, the different ones, don't they have a lot of stuff they have to go through? I don't think it should be any different. Well, that's that's my yeah. whole point. I think the only thing I think that should be that should be allowed that isn't really as much allowed now is if they are like I think that that if you are in a wheelchair that 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 would be something that he should be fine. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. They're not getting in and out of a tractor or something like that. So physically that way they should be I don't you know now we don't have many drivers that are in that kind of kind of I mean, there capacity. Are, there are some that don't have legs, but, and they're awesome, you know, no, drivers. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that's some of the capacity that, that should be fine. But, but definitely you should definitely have to pass a, a stringent physical for eyesight, for ears. Yeah. And you definitely have to understand computers. Um, as far as training goes, I would say, um, if you're a remote guy, there, there's got to be some crazy backup generators and everything just in case your 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 internet goes out. I mean, if you're going to be remote on internet, I would almost think that you almost have to have, like, for example, whatchamacallit, um, I can't think of his name, uh, Elon Musk, he's got that new Starlink, right? And they said that the Starlink is amazing, right? It's... it's um, uh, it's it's a, the the old internet thing that like camper drivers would have where it's called the HughesNet, which mm-hmm. was a nightmare. And they said this new Starlink, you can get internet out in the wilderness. So I would think that something like that, plus a backup internet, like Tyler has, you know, you you should have a a, a great internet system, and, and then on top of it, I believe you have to have a backup internet and all kind of generators in case power outages the whole nine yards because if you're the guy if you're if you're if you're the guy uh, remotely taking care of this and then all of a sudden your screen goes out something happens and your your computer should be up to date you should probably have to have new computers every six months to a year with the latest and then on top of that there should be somebody in another remote area, it's let's just let's be say, cheaper if they just stop doing the autonomous and just keep going with regular people being in them. Let's say, <laughs> you, let's say you were the remote person, okay, and and let's say that you literally um, were in your remote area in, let's say you were in Tampa, right, and and you legitimately were 
we're sitting there and all of a sudden power outage, your screen goes out and you, you don't have your backups are down. Everything goes automatically somebody else in another remote area, maybe 500 miles away where power isn't going out, should definitely be able to pick up the ball instantaneously and, 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 and go with what you were monitoring. They should all be trained to be able to go, okay, truck number, blah, blah, blah. We're able to pick this thing up and just run with it and safely handle it. I'm just saying there's got to be a lot of, a lot of safety nets put in place, especially guys, I'm going to say this, especially in the beginning of, of this autonomous garbage. Oh, to me, it's garbage. And the reason I say it's garbage, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not against technology. What I'm against is when technology takes human beings out of the picture and, Listen, they've all been saying it. This happens. It's going to affect jobs. I don't care what anybody says. Let's move on to the next the next statement, the next question it asks, Ruthann. It asks, um, are there any qualification requirements that FMCSA should consider for remote assistance? Again, the guy sitting at home, such as related experience as a CDL holder. Mm-hmm. So now they're asking, should the guy sitting in his living room remotely controlling a tractor trailer, okay, that's never going to get in it. Should that guy have CDL experience? Should he actually have driven a tractor trailer before? Or should he at least maybe be put through trucking school? I'm a firm believer that everybody in the trucking industry, Ruthann, should have at least got in a truck and went for a ride. I don't care if you're if you're the secretary. If you got a female driver, you should be put in a truck, right, Ruthann? Mm-hmm. And and maybe at least experience one overnight trip to where you've at least walked the shoes of a trucker. Right. So I almost think that these remote guys should actually go through a school and maybe even go through a truck driver training period with a trainer and put in at least some time there to see exactly what does go on out there to 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 at least get a view on everything. What do you think? No, I agree because there's going to be circumstances where you only would have been able to handle a situation if you were physically in that at one point or another. Yeah. And someone that has no experience whatsoever in the trucking industry or on the road or driving will understand the um the instinct or or even the um reaction that you would need with those types of situations. Well, for example, I, I understand that it's monitoring, they say, a million times faster than a human eye, but the instinct of a good trucker, he can see something. Ha- he can see when there's BS coming, mm-hmm. where uh, the autonomous truck, all that's doing is monitoring for anything, where a trucker can go, okay, I see somebody a quarter mile behind me driving erratically, Okay, there's that's potential trouble. I don't know that the autonomous truck is is checking a quarter mile behind it for somebody that's swerving in and out of a lane driving erratically. Just saying little things like that, okay? Exactly. Where if a, a guy that's sitting in a living room where he maybe at least was made to walk the shoes of a trucker for a second, I think it would help. So, yes, I would agree with that. He should definitely help. Um, uh, next question is... Are there any specific limitations that should be imposed on the working conditions of a remote assistant, such as limitations on the number of autonomous CMV tractor trailers that a remote assistant is simultaneously responsible for 
or the number of hours that a remote assistant may work. So what what it's asking is, is there should there be a limit? Okay, if you're if you're remote if you're a remote dr- uh, driver sitting at home, should should you be able to handle 30, 40, 50 trucks at a time? Yeah. Should there be a cap on it? Because what if think about that? You're a guy that's monitoring 15 trucks and all of a sudden you have an issue with three mm-hmm. at the same time. Right. How are you to handle that? No, I think that the one person truck, that's one guy. exactly the person that's at home being on a remote assistant needs to be as if it, it needs to be the same qualifications, everything. If, if it was a driver sitting at home, one truck, if one you're going to take the, the job from being an attractor from a driver, you need to put the driver involved in that job. You got to you got to ask that question. You, you have to, especially in the beginning stages of this. What if I'm a remote driver and I have a multi issues, multi-safety issues that I've got to, I've got to take, how do I take control of more than one truck at a time? You know, you might want to just get the guys that are experts on call of duty. (laughs) (laughs) You mean that the the eight year olds and the 12 year olds that, that are like now can multitask better than us, anyone else? I mean, honestly, five-year-olds might be better. Hey, you know, and then it also asks about the hours. And so I think we kind of answered that before Mm -hmm. that he should be definitely monitored hours that he's working. There should be no, no more lacks that you would have on a, a driver sitting in the seat versus a driver that's at home monitoring. It should be the same, everything. So one last question it asks about the remote assistance. It asks, are there any other considerations? Do you, do you have any other considerations that, uh, that the FMCSA should be aware of relating to individuals who may function as a remote trucker, a trucker, uh, a sit-at-home trucker? Is there anything else that the FMCSA should be aware of other than the um, examples and the situations that they've already brought up? Is there any other things? I, I tell you what, honestly, I think that it should, it should definitely be uh, anything, any job in the autonomous industry, I don't care what position you have, I believe it should be 10 times more stringent than any trucking company or truck driver right now, only because it's more, more than anything because it's in the beginning stages and it's really a scary thing. I, I just, it's just a, kind of an odd question that they would just go through all of that and then they say, by the way, did you forget anything? Well, That's mean, what it reminds me of. Is it's it's the did you forget to say anything or you know well, is there you anything know, else you want to add to it? You know what that tells me? That tells me they're not sure of everything. I'm serious. It tells me that they're saying let's get everybody's opinion in case there's something. Well, I got to at least hand it to them for wanting to get everybody's opinion for the simple reason somebody may bring up something valid that they never thought of, mm-hmm. and now they go, "Wow, I am so glad we asked the general public." Here's the next question, Ruthann. It asks, should level four or five ADS or autonomous equipped CMVs be subject, you ready, to pre-trip inspections requirements for their mechanical and their ADS components in addition to those specified in 49 CFR 3927. So should should they be inspected beyond the normal, including those which might necessitate new inspection equipment before such CMVs? are dispatched and are specified period of operation. If so, what methods should be used to conduct these additional inspection items? What equipment components should be inspected? What documentation should be required and should be responsible for conducting 
I'm sorry. And who should be con- responsible for conducting those inspections and what qualifications or specialized training should be required and how frequently should additional inspections be conducted? Now, let me tell you my answer real quick. Tyler, our son's getting his, his pilot's license, right? Correct. And he bought a plane. And those planes after, I think, 100 hours, I think it's every 100 hours, you have to pay, I think it's a couple thousand dollars, to take it to a third-party specialized inspection inspector that's now going to go over over everything with a fine-tooth comb and replace anything that needs to be updated. I believe in addition to the regular post and pre-trips that a tractor trailer goes through, including on these, you know, the autonomous components, mm-hmm. I believe there should be an additional stringent third-party inspection per unit for every so many hours. Like if they know, okay, uh, certain things need to be changed every 300 hours. Right. Well, then I would say that that just like a a, 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 a a PM where they change the oils every so many hours or miles, I would say it should be a special inspection for every autonomous vehicle to be done by an outsourced outsourced party that can't be bribed that gets paid a lot of money to say okay this thing is up to par i put my seal on it this goes beyond the inspections i say every 100 200 a thousand hours whatever the case would be Mm -hmm. that's what they should do would you have any anything additional to that yeah you know how your your computer will go through its little scans every you know like before when you would have like norton or anything like that it would be automatically always scanning well I think also every evening there should be scans done to make sure that the um, that the chip is in in perfect performance that everything is performing great and I'm sorry if it's computered you're gonna have one smart person deviously smart person out there that will be able to break into that computer system to give it a little virus or to try and take control over it in some form or another because those people are out there doing that every single day. And it doesn't matter what it's for. They just, they, their mind can do that. They just want to keep expanding their themselves to where, you know, challenging them. So yeah. they're going to be out there. It's going to be a challenge for them to break into an autonomous vehicle and take over it or, or do something crazy or give it a virus. So, yes, every single night your, your truck needs to be plugged in. And it needs to be scanned and make sure that there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So it asks, it, it also goes into asking, I'm just kind of going to throw a couple questions all together in one shot. It, it also asks, ironically, should there be roadside inspections, you know, like regular truckers get, right? But how would you do that? You know what I mean? Um, so obviously you would have to have it to where the remote driver um is communicating with any cop that a cop can ping the remote driver somehow and the remote driver would pull the truck into a roadside inspection but it it, it then goes on to ask it says if now listen to this question it says if level four and five ads or autonomous vehicles equipped cmvs are not subject to state roadside inspection how would law enforcement law enforcement agencies and motor carriers ensure that such CMVs, such, I can't even talk, that such CMVs 
are not used to engage in unlawful activity. Um, ex- examples, human trafficking, drug smuggling, all mm-hmm. that. That's an excellent question. So my, my thing would be, I, I believe that every truck should be subject to um, DOT pulling them over mm-hmm. and, and looking inside that trailer. I don't care who the heck you are. And, and, you know, if you get, again, if you get the right people that get their hands on autonomous vehicles because they know, well, nope, these things don't get roadside inspections. We'll just go ahead and use them for human smuggling. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that would be, that would be a, a downfall in the autonomous industry. That would be a black eye in mm-hmm. the autonomous industry if your trucks were used, wink, wink, for illegal activity, knowing cops can't pull them over. Exactly. I would say if cops can't pull, if a cop or a DOT officer can't pull over an autonomous truck at the blink of an eye like they can anybody else, then I would say autonomous vehicles shouldn't be on the road. I'm telling you, that would be 100% my opinion. What, what, should, what should happen is the manufacturers of the autonomous vehicle should be able to equip every police officer or, or DMV, you know, anybody that, that, that to pull them over, the DOT and so forth. They should have a, um, a way to get into the system, like you said, to ping the, the, the remote driver, but to send like... Um, like a call to them saying they, but they could be able to do it in their truck. You know, like when they put their lights on, they flip the switch, the lights go on, the sirens go on. They should be able to hit the switch and it automatically notifies that tractor that it wants to pull over because every one of the um, authorities have a, um, a way to get in there. Cause think about it this way. Also, what if, what if, how are they going to know if a um, ambulance or if a fire truck is coming up behind them? I don't know. I think they got that part worked out. Okay. But, you know, it is what it is. I would agree with you on all that. If if an autonomous vehicle can't be stopped and searched, it shouldn't be on the road. That's right. it just really, that should be, that shouldn't even be a discussion. And if, if a, an officer tries to pull it over and wink, wink, it doesn't stop for the officer. I believe that that company should be fined and maybe even have their DOT pulled, their, their authority number pulled to where they, they get suspended, mm-hmm. especially if it happens more than once. And especially if they find illegal cargo on board. See, right now, if, if a trucker gets pulled over and let's say he's got, I don't know, 20 pounds of cocaine in his truck, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to go back and blame the trucking company because maybe the driver made a deal and he was using their, his company for uh, his company's truck for illegal activity. But if if you have a, a trucking company, somebody's got to bear the responsibility to what's in that in that cargo. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, the company or the shipper puts a load in a trailer and it's sealed, obviously. The shipper, okay, should be the ones responsible for the cargo. But if the trucking company doesn't cooperate 
I say I would say responsibility now is going to be on their shoulders also. So if I'm a trucking company, I want DOT to be able to pull my truck over and inspect it because I don't know what the shipper put in that truck. I just don't know. I don't know if the shipper got bribed and and is some illegal cartel or whoever is working with them and something's in the back of my trailer. I definitely would want my truck searched. I, I, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't want to have any red marks on me. All right. So, Ruthann, that is the podcast for the week. Do you have a, a word of the day? I do. You have I a do. word of the day. Is it a good one? I think it is. Yeah? You think it is? All right. I try to pick good ones. We're like over, man. We're, we're an hour today. I know. I was like looking. I'm like, oh, wow. We got really caught up in some of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, that stuff is some pretty heavy debating, to be honest with you. Go ahead, Ruthann. What is... Are you ready to do it? Yeah. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Word of the day. Malik. Malik? Mm-hmm. Malik. Go ahead, Do it one more time. Malik. 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 All right. What is Mal... Uh, how do you spell it? M-A-L-I-C? Yep. Okay. It's pertaining to apples. It's pertaining to apples or of or pertaining to malic acid or its derivatives. I wonder if it's the acidic stuff that comes out of an apple. Is that how they make? I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. You got the definition? I don't want to like a 30-second pause here. It's pertaining to apple. It's just all it says? Yeah. Um, here's the examples and sentences. Though there were no fruit in the pastry, the cream filling still had a malic flavor, apple flavor. Some of the tartness in apples is due to malic acid, one of their dominating, dominant flavorings. So it's it's basically the flavoring. It's apple. Mm-hmm. It's apple. So like if you get like I guess. So if you eat like a piece of candy that was apple flavor, you can just say oh, that's malic. Yeah, it's kind of malic tasting. It's got a little bit of a malic taste. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.